Searching for something to put a smile back on your face Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place You need a partner for the ride Cause everybody needs a climb So set your worries to the side Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the song. I don't know why we insist every single bracket season. We always insist on doing the song. It's not. Isn't that football? We realized that it was football, but I don't know why I associate that with March Madness and brackets. But nonetheless, here we are. Another bracket season has come and nearly gone, but we are here with a bracket. Jess, I'm really excited about this. I'm really excited about this, too. This has been something that literally has been on our list to do since we started the podcast. Mm -hmm. We wanted to do Let's Talk 90s Accessories. They're very iconic. But honestly, Sarah, I'm kind of happy we waited for two different reasons. One, a lot of these trends are coming back or are already back. And I don't think they were as popular two years ago as they are now. Right. So that's one reason. And the other reason is because we found the perfect guest to join us today to talk about these uh, 90s accessories and trends. Yeah. Uh, I am very excited to welcome Gia into the pod today. Hello, Jess and Sarah. Thank you both so much for having me. I love 90s everything. Maybe not everything, but I do love (laughs) the 90s culture. And I'm a big fan of this podcast, so I'm very happy to finally be on as a guest. And during bracket season, I just love a good bracket. Yes. Yeah, and this is the best kind. This is the most brackety bracket you're gonna get on shit 90 shows taught me where we don't really talk about sports so this is about the closest we can possibly come to talking about sports is just doing brackets which is just enough sports for me that's enough that is also about just as much sports as i can take yeah (laughs) goodness Um, gracious yeah just so like this bracket's been this idea is almost as old as the podcast mm -hmm. and we've had it around for a really long time you and i um, I was born in 89. You were born in 91. So we're mm-hmm. both like 90s kids. Gia, you're young and fresh. And thank goodness you're here because <laughs> I we lived some of this stuff. And you are like, I love having the um, perhaps like the other perspective of like, you know, how it's coming back and how it's like relevant now. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, so I was born in 95. I'm 28 now. So I faintly remember some of these trends, but in the way of, you know, like a five-year-old enjoying like just like the different accessories and pretty colors and things like that. But now that we are in 2023 and, you know, we start – with me, my job, I work at a college. So college students, I am, uh, are, I feel like they are more in on the trends that I am, but they are, I'm able to kind of see what is coming back through Mm -hmm. them. And yeah, it's been so interesting to see how some of these trends that felt so normal back in the 90s are felt so dated just a few years ago and then now are officially coming back it's it's really wild i watch too much tiktok and just (laughs) i'm also the the spaces i frequent on the tiktok is uh unreal because i i really do like fashion videos and get ready with me's and all this stuff and all the accessories that are people are wearing these days i'm just like wow what a what a flashback so i think that with any bracket um especially one like this one where um where we're going to be listing we have a bracket of 16 we're going to try to find the most it's subjective right like are we looking for the best accessory in general the best 90s accessory um something that lasts through the test of time I'll say, you know, we'll argue all of the above. Yeah, I think my my perfect combo is something that lives and breathes 90s to me, but also isn't something that I look at and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. I think it has to meet both requirements for me to want to let it win this amazing bracket that we have. I agree. I I feel like I want the winning accessory to be the best of the 90s, like the creme de la creme of Mm -hmm. 90s fashion culture, but also just something that I would enjoy or like to wear. Like some of these are may not be as high on my list, but I feel like I'm also looking for something that is quintessential 90s and maybe a couple Mm -hmm. of these accessories could also be identified with another era so that might dock some points for me yeah yes that is exactly what i wanted to bring up next gia so please people i am so sorry some of this stuff does transcend multiple decades so don't come adding at us and being like excuse me but blank was from the 80s or blank was actually from the aughts i know girly I know. I'm trying here. <laughs> Talking I'm directly trying. to them now. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm I because I know. I know. Well, some and stuff it, like started in the 80s but was really popular in the 90s or started in the 90s but then stayed popular into the aughts. I know. But we did our best to and obviously also don't add a saying, "Oh, you missed whatever whatever blank blank and link." We know. Like we Look, only, we did it. We can't be here all day. Let's to be there. I did. But who's wearing slap bracelets in this day and age? Nobody. How Yeah, they're really You know what I best. use my old slap bracelets for? Uh, what's that? So I have, okay, so you know baking sheets? And I have those like silicone mats that go on top of them so yeah. that you don't have to use tinfoil. When I store them, I roll them up and then I use a slap bracelet to hold them close. You know what? That oh, could have gained, so <laughs> gained you some extra points if yeah. on here. If they were on here. But yeah. uh, we came up with 16 items in four different categories. So our four categories are hair, jewelry, 
shoe wear, and then, of course, miscellaneous, because not everything can fit into every category. And Sarah, tell the people about your lovely PowerPoint presentation that you have put together for us today. Yeah, I was telling everybody before the podcast, I'm really in my PowerPoint era. And if I could make a PowerPoint, I will. And I did. And it's this is such a visual podcast. And at the moment, we are not on a video. But uh, what I can tell you is in the link, you can find in the show notes, a link to our website with the PowerPoint so that you can follow along and look at the PowerPoint with us. So I really behoove you to do that if you choose to do so. If not, then you can just see it in your mind's eye. And I'm fine mm-hmm. with that, too. We're <laughs> all about freedom here at Chitnine Shows Tommy. <laughs> but I will say I worked stupid hard on this uh, bracket. And I really hope that my work comp- uh, never looks at my PowerPoint uh, work, <laughs> uh, since I totally did on my work computer. So sorry. But Microsoft 365 is really expensive. So... Um, our first slide is just a little bit of a introduction. SNSTM presents the 90s accessories bracket presented by Jess, Sarah, and Gia. Uh, giving everybody equal credit. So you're welcome. Look at that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so official. Uh, my next slide is the bracket itself. Uh, follow along. You can find this bracket both on our website and on our Twitter and on our Instagram and uh, anywhere else. So follow along in the bracket, fill it out, send it in to us. Some of you have already, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I love me. seeing what people prefer because I think our, we did a snack bracket um, a few, what, two years ago now? For our one last year, year anniversary okay. um, podcast, we did a snack bracket, 90s yes. snack bracket. Yeah, and I felt like that one had like some chalk picks. Like there were some that like won a lot. Whereas I think the 90s fashion trend bracket is a little bit more contentious. I think there's like a lot of options here that you could pick to be the winner. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, so we are going to start on the upper left of the bracket, the hair category. And it would not be a 90s accessories bracket without the uh, the creme de la creme, the butterfly clip. Uh, so <laughs> uh, they, these had a chokehold on so many of us in the 90s. I really can't believe it nor want to believe how much I loved a butterfly clip. I have a photograph of myself uh, from my sixth grade graduation with butterfly clips in my hair. Uh, Jessica, what are your thoughts on the butterfly clip? So they're iconic, very obviously. There's your standard plastic butterfly claw clip that came in a variety of colors. Most people did the trend of, you know, all the way across the top of your head holding tiny, tiny pieces back because these things did not hold a ton of hair, which brings me to my gripe with them. I am a thick haired lady. I have a lot of hair on the top of my head. And these, I could never wear these because they they weren't enough. They were never enough to hold back the weight of my hair. However, I will say, Sarah, on your PowerPoint, you did include a photo of some of the clips I had that actually worked for me and they were metal. They were not the plastic ones. They were metal and they were like flat. And I had some that were even dragonflies. I remember dragonflies and butterflies. Those ones I really liked. The, but you can't deny the how iconic these were, even if they weren't for me necessarily. Gia, were these something that you wore in your hair when you were what a uh, but a young gal in the nineties? 
Oh, no. Now, I do think that this is quintessential 90s culture here with the butterfly clips. I feel like this is specifically like this is specifically related to the 90s fashion. However, like you, Jess, I am also a thick haired lady and these clips do not go well with curly hair. And Mm -hmm. I had a lot of curly hair. So... You had to get the industrial butterfly clips, like the one that was the me- the ones with the metal clips, because the little the little ones that will hold like two strands of my hair, the the basic mm-hmm. ones that you can probably find at like a local CVS or Walgreens, that will not do. You need the maximum strength butterfly clips, but they are, in my opinion, the cuter ones. So I digress. Mm-hmm. I have exactly four pieces of hair, so I've never been able to relate to this this issue. In fact, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. But that sixth grade photo that I'm thinking of, the butterfly clip is actually slipping out of my hair because I have such like soft, like thin hair. So I, I but like there's just something about it. And like the fact that it's it spread out into different versions there was the the flower butterfly clip the regular Mm -hmm. butterfly clip the colors and it's just i mean gia's right it's just so quintessentially 90s there is just like when i think about 90s accessories it is the butterfly clip in my mind Mm -hmm. yeah there there's something there there it's just it's not it's certainly not for everyone like even in the powerpoint right like the only people that have these in their hair are people who have like straight thin hair okay i totally think that's a really good point that i did not think of and i did throughout the powerpoint really try to show like different people of different diversities men and women uh and you're right they're all basic white bitches uh sarah michelle geller i have to say though the choices that you picked here are like top tier basic white bitches though yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, <laughs> these are like the four pillars of this category for me and, yeah we got melissa joan it. hart we got sarah michelle geller we have britney spears and we have uh, the girl from american pie and she was also on big brother a celebrity big brother why am i blanking on her name? yeah i'm blanking on her Sh- name too her name's shannon i want to say it's elizabeth Shannon Elizabeth, yes, thank, yes, you, thank you, thank you. That is it. So, yep. uh, but yeah, so, but they all have the I, the butterfly clips. It's just so good. It's so good. How can you mm-hmm. hate it? Uh, anybody that was a child in the '90s probably had it. Uh, it is back, uh, kinda today. Like you can go to Claire's or wherever and get a butterfly clip, and people were really, really trying to make it happen recently. Um, any thoughts on that? Literally the first thing that I thought of when this slide was shown is that like this is Claire's as is the single entity holding up the butterfly trend. <laughs> like they are yeah. grasping yeah. for it. And it listen, there's butterfly hair accessories will always relate to a certain market but i feel like at its height it was definitely in the 90s yeah i agree with that i don't know that these are coming back in full force nowadays specifically because they have a very childlike uh air about them so i don't know that you're gonna see like full-grown adult women like rocking these to work you know like to an office i just don't think you're gonna see it i think Um, you will see it 
people like people going to the to the bar, but they're trying to dress like cute. Like I have a friend of mine who is 28 years old and I saw her one night go out to the bar with the butterfly clips in her hair. Mm -hmm. But like it was definitely she was going for a look, right? Like she was yeah. just going for a look that day. And the look was flashback to the 90s. Yeah. Um so yeah, you're right. Like you can't wear these out and about. You can't there it is very childlike, but nonetheless, butterfly clips were the moment. Uh let's move on to our next. Now, this might be this is the thing that I'm scared that people are gonna at me for, but we have the scrunchie. And I mm -hmm. understand people. We had so much aerobics in the 80s with scrunchies, but exhibit A with my four photos, more basic white bitches, but it's fine. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, it was a 90s thing. It was a 90s thing um, as well. The big ones, the big ones with the lots of colors. Uh, how can you deny a scrunchie, Gia? I very much appreciate that you picked the superior Tanner sibling in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stephanie no, DJ Tanner. Tanner does not live in my PowerPoint. Are you kidding no, me? No, absolutely not. And <laughs> let's be honest, she can't rock the scrunchie as well as Stephanie can for several reasons. But just, you know, that's a different podcast. That's a different mm -hmm. deep dive altogether. But now what I was thinking when I first saw scrunchies on it is the same thing that you were saying before, Sarah, which is, yes, the scrunchies do feel a little bit like more of an 80s accessory, but I don't want that to detract from how popular they were in the 90s, especially in the early 90s. And with some of the most iconic shows on television, definitely the scrunchies were there. Uh, I have a big pack of like holiday themed scrunchies at my house for like just when I need to wear my hair up in a ponytail when it's cold out and I just don't want like I still want to look a little cute about it and I I just think the scrunchies are just that versatile like a, opposed to the butterfly clips which only helps with one particular type of hair the scrunchies are there is a way for the scrunchies to work for almost every type of hair yeah, yeah that's very this true. is this is what I agree with. And I would say that like the scrunchies uh, like stepped out of just the athletic department in the 90s to be more of a fashion type of trend. And I think they had a huge resurgence in the past five to 10 years. And a lot of that, in my opinion, has to do with the. Uh, onset of the curly girl method and people with curly hair wanting to make sure that their hair wasn't dented by normal elastic bands. Literally, I'm wearing a scrunchie right now. They're the only types of elastic bands I will wear in my hair because it's curly and because my hair will not only be dented by your average elastic band, but also uh, get stuck and really freaking hurt when I try to pull it out. And so I am I'm very much the soft, velvety, scrunchy type of gal. I get the industrial sized ones because of just how much hair I have. But I think scrunchies are something that even though they were poked fun at in Sex in the City, Sarah, if you remember when they're like, oh, oh yeah. no, no girl would wear it. No girl in New York City would wear a scrunchie. I, will, I was going to bring that up. I think that Carrie Bradshaw totally killed the scrunchie movement for the 2000s. 
the yeah. uh, the aughts because they said in Sex and the City that it was embarrassing to wear a scrunchie, and it this the scrunchie went away for a good ten years, fifteen mm-hmm. years. The scrunchie is definitely back. Uh, the good thing about the scrunchie is that you can get probably like any sort of size scrunchie. You can get a uh, thinner scrunchie. You can get the industrial size scrunchie that Phoebe Buffay is wearing in my mm-hmm. PowerPoint presentation. That's one of my fa- favorite Phoebe hairs throughout the 10 years of Friends is when her hair is curly. It's so yeah. beautiful. It's, it mm-hmm. is beautiful. You can do a half up, half down method. You can do the side pony method. There's a lot of versatility. Um, you can get, there's all sorts of fabrics. Apparently it's relatively easy to make because Marissa Garza today was telling me how to make one. So, um, I mean, yeah, like the scrunchies are definitely good. You could get them now. I, I don't know. Um, but we have these two going up the next to each other, these juggernauts. Uh, I think that it's time for us to maybe make our first cut and, we can go around in a round table moment and kind of pick and choose um, which do we want to move forward, the butterfly clip or the scrunchie. Let's start with our guest, Gia. Gia, what are you feeling? So there's two schools of thought here in this process. Now, I feel like the butterfly clips are definitely more of the 90s particular accessory. However... I don't want to punish the scrunchie for just being that good of an idea that it spans through decades of fashion movements. And like you both were saying a little earlier, it is making a comeback. So like you just can't knock down a good idea for too long. And that is what a scrunchie is to me. So I'm struggling a little bit with this and the curly head part of me does want to pick a scrunchie but the butterfly clips are really cute and i feel like they are more 90s okay but, oh oh no no wait I'm not, oh okay I'm still, okay you're thinking about it okay all right no 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 I'm I'm still thinking. I'm still okay. thinking. Um, How about, do you oh. want me to come back to you? Because I feel like I know where Jessica's going and I feel like I know where I'm going. Yes. Okay. Yes. I want to okay. hear some of your. All right. My apologies. Yeah. Now, Jessica, mm-hmm. uh, what are you feeling? Um. So I, I'm leaning like, okay, so in, in in this world where butterfly clips are more 90s, I agree with Gia, like they feel more iconically 90s scrunchies to me feel more practical in that they're they're so good that they've made a comeback whereas butterfly clips feel like they tried to come back but didn't really successfully make it back um i voted for scrunchie because i still use scrunchies and i find that even i think that like they're they're not they're not as 90s as butterfly clips but they're enough 90s that them they still beat the butterfly clips because not only are they 90s but they're really versatile people still use them people of all ages use them all genders use them like they're really versatile so i went with the scrunchie all righty jessica i just want you to think about something i want you to dare to dream 
Why do we have to go with practicality and logic in the world of accessories? The thing about fashion is that you can be whoever you want to be, dress however you want to dress. It's not all about practicality. And you can't tell me that butterfly clips weren't the moment when you think about an accessory. It is the butterfly clips from the 90s. I refuse to let this die in the first round. Butterfly clips are 90s. <laughs> Scrunchies are BS. You can find a scrunchie anywhere, but you can only go back to the 90s to live the butterfly clip moment. And I will say I want to push forward the butterfly clip with every morsel of my being. Gia. Such an think? impassioned play. Yes. I, was, I, I felt something when during yes. that speech. Like my my heart rate started speeding up. It was like I, I was there. I was in the 90s while that was happening. Yes. Now, you both made very good points. And I love a versatile accessory. But I do think that scrunchies are not the quintessential 90s accessory in the same way that the butterfly clips are, but I think both of these will be crushed by the next, by their opponents in the next round. So I'm just going to go with butterfly clips. All right. Are moving forward said. with butterfly clips. What a win. If I don't get anything else today, at least I got that. <laughs> we are moving on to the next round. We have headbands. Uh, we have headbands. My PowerPoint presentation has forsaked me, but I swear it says headbands and not just head. Uh, I will fix that <laughs> by the time. I see we have the heads. little D in the yeah. band after we yeah. <laughs> Headband slash bandana. Uh, so, gosh, I like... I don't know why we had to pretend like we were like farmers or bikers back in the day, but we were. We were. And the the bandana slash headscarf slash headband was really the moment. And I, I've shown it in a, a lot of different ways. We have uh, translucent ones. We have like the traditional ones that like you would see with a farmer Jew. We have a uh, one that you can fold up and wear as a headband. Uh, we saw it in my favorite movie, Clueless. Um, Jessica, what did you think about this 90s accessory? I would say I participated more with headscarfs versus bandanas where like more like the Lizzie McGuire version that you have in our PowerPoint presentation, um, especially the ones that it was elastic around the bottom and it had a little bit of a tail. So it was kind of just like a headband. It looked more like a headscarf. Um, this is very 90s for sure. I don't know that I loved this as much because, again, um, I also not only do I have a lot of hair, I also have a big head and headbands gave me such headaches because they never fit my head properly and dug into my head. Luckily, headscarves were here to save the day because they're not going to squeeze the bejesus out of your head to make your brain want to come out of your ears. So I do really do like a headscarf. I don't know that like we're back to these yet. At least I don't think so, Gia. I feel like these are kind of a thing of the past at this point, at least the headscarves specifically. I love bandanas. Like, absolutely love them. This is like my summertime accessory for when I don't want to keep my hair down 
in the same way and like it helps make an updo really cute there are so many colors there are so many ways to wear them even just in the photos that were selected there are so many ways about wearing the headband or the bandana that is represented here and i do look to clueless a lot for my 90s inspiration and like there is no denying stacy dash looks great in that bandana and no. I, I, this is going to be a hard one for me to beat because this just feels very 90s uh, hip hop and like more uh, contemporary culture scene. And I love it. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I think that it really talking about um, transcending like different cultures and like different pop culture movements, it's more so it's it's less of the basic white bitch that we've been talking about previously with the <laughs> butterfly clips it really it spreads a wider range and i think like it really does do a lot of versatility mm-hmm. we see it in a lot of different forms and functions i do think i agree with jess where like i would i don't like i don't know why like okay so one of the Olsen twins is wearing it and like she looks <laughs> like prison Mike from the office <laughs> and I just like want less prison Mike and I want more like fashion. it does I will say it does give you the ability the th- amazing thing about a thing like a headscarf or like you could also point to like a beanie or like anything like that is that you can have no wash days for your hair and it doesn't mm. fucking matter you're just like oh I forgot to wash my hair for four days throw a bandana on no one's gonna know so it does give you that ability I think that what I need is um on the upper on the left side on the upper right that's tlc right oh that that's tlc there okay it's tlc it's tlc i just panicked so we have um somebody where having a bang a a bang and i really like that i think like we need a little bit of with the bandana yeah we need a little bit of hair showing Hmm. So I think that's why I need. All right. Not, so not too much on prison Mike, though, I will say like that is a 2000s invention and we should not be punished in the 90s for no. the <laughs> inventiveness of the headband. It was just it was a good trend that got taken too far. Afterwards. <laughs> it's, a it's a good trend that got taken too far. OK, yeah, next up, we have the zigzag headband. Now, this was an anomaly back in the day because I still don't know how to put this on. Uh, without poking my head and it really hurting but this thing this thing was uh, a circle with spikes so it seems really dangerous but what it the look that he achieved i wouldn't even say it was a good look but it did something <laughs> it did something did something listen did something fuck these things that is what i'm here to say <laughs> These things fucking sucked because, again, as I'm going to stand with my curly girls, okay, all the thick-headed ladies out there, the thick-headed men, all you people with thick, curly hair, don't even try putting one of these things in your fucking head. It rips your hair out. It's uncomfortable. It scrapes your scalp. All to achieve what exactly? I don't understand this, Gia. I don't know why we did this to ourselves. uh, As a fellow curly-haired girl, you know, a thick-headed girl, Mm -hmm. I have to say, if you put these in your hair, you are not getting them back. And your hair is not going to be in the same (laughs) form that they found it in. And just like, first of all, who is that? The, The man here that is wearing this headband. 
I don't know. It's a no, fashion model. That is, is Zayn Malik okay. from One Direction. That is okay. not a '90s and uh, that is not a '90s photo. <laughs> I will. And so he's wrong for even trying to bring this back. Okay, but I will Zane. bring that back in a different time. That is a whole other conversation, <laughs> sir. But how you dare know. he even try? How dare he try? And like, obviously, he is just like a very particular uh, famous person. So he's kind of allowed creative liberty liberty that the rest of us are mere mortals are not allowed to have mm-hmm. i will pass to kira knightley because she's kira knightley in yeah. here but absolutely not there there's absolutely no way these things are getting my vote no matter what color <laughs> or quality that they are in it's just not happening yeah. yes sarah did you wear these you're the one who had a little bit of thinner straighter hair did you wear these on your head i certainly tried yeah i certainly yeah tried. and were they comfortable for you no it, they were yeah. hell they really okay were. so this just who proves this for yeah this just proves that they know they don't work for anybody yeah, it's all for not really because like yeah. we're so hard and the look is just not it um wait Gia, yeah i have like one second question that is like yes. so out of like this realm but um, are we pro Selena and Zayn? Yeah, I'm. I'm pro Selena Gomez. So whatever makes Selena happy, I yeah. am going to be co-signing. <laughs> be nice. But I think so. I. I mean, I don't know too much about Zayn, but I. No. You know, like I think they look cute together. I can get with it. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. they're seen all over New York City this week, kissing in restaurants. Uh, making out. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. Very exciting stuff. All right. So we know that Gia is moving forward with the headscarf. Jessica, what about you? Yeah, of course I'm going to go with the headscarf. Fuck these zigzag headbands. I'm not fucking around with that. Those can stay in the 90s because even though they're 90s, the fact that all of us are saying how uncomfortable they were, they don't deserve the win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I totally agree with you both. Uh, so we are going to move on to the upper right of the bracket shoe wear starting off with air jordans um and i feel like this is such an important shoe that um like i really wanted to reach out to like my shoe people out there i'm thinking like i have like my friend prez i want i mean to Chappelle. Chappelle. how many shoes does Chappelle have over oh. under like 300 I mean, a billion shoes. Over. Yeah. <laughs> a billion shoes. Man. One for every day of the year, including a leap year, I assume. <laughs> yeah. And, and what I've gathered is, like, obviously, Michael Jordan was such an icon in sports in the 90s. And there's so much research and information on YouTube. And there's actually a movie coming out in 2023 yep. called Air, which is going to be with Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, excuse me, sirs, but what, like, who are you playing in this movie? That just, this- that just feels racist to me. I'm sorry. I yeah, I mean, I can't get over those casting choices. Yeah, I, I, no. I have yet to watch this trailer, but oh, I've seen it. I just went to the movies and I saw it, and okay. it's like it's all basically about how there's a shoe salesman who works at Nike, and they're like, well, we need to have us like a, a person in the sport to be able to sell these and they want to sign Michael Jordan, who's a nobody at the time. Like he's very much a rookie at the time. So it's all about the invention of the air Jordans and how like they came to be and how Michael Jordan became this like massive sensation. Mm -hmm. But like, you're right. uh, Moving beyond just like the, the movie and everything. These are iconic. Everyone had air Jordans and not only that Gia, but like 
these are still like the, these maintained their popularity. They didn't just exist in the 90s. They started in the 90s and continue even to now. Now, listen, if we are talking about standing the test of time, Jordans are just the start of this greater insane trend of the world of sneakerheads. Like this is just the start of something and it happened to start in the 90s. I don't even know mm -hmm. if we would like define this as a 90s shoe because it has truly stood the test of time. I don't know if there has ever been like an off season for Air Jordans or like mm -hmm. any an iteration of the Jordans, but these were the first and they're very comfortable. So are they, you know, if we're, if we're talking about, well, like they're a sneaker, they look good, but then some people take it too far because they don't want to like crease their shoe. They're very particular about getting it marked up and everything. So if you don't worry too much about it, they're comfortable. But I guess if you are one of the people that are worried about the scuff marks, then that is not going to end well for you. Yeah. I do want to touch on the visual aspect of these shoes because there's some that are extremely good looking and then there's some that looks like literal clouds that you just place <laughs> on your feet. And oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. We we will not blame Jordan for that mess. That is beyond <laughs> that is beyond him. Okay. Some of them are really chunky, but some of them are really, really sleek. I think so. I like I prefer the ones that in the picture that you have of Michael Jordan with the Air Jordan. I think yeah. those that style is my favorite, where it's a bit of like a higher top. Uh, they're black and red with the white on the bottom. Very sleek. I think I'm personally not a person who buys white sneakers because I feel like they look dirty instantly. And I'm not a person who cleans my sneakers because the shoes are meant for the ground and I don't need to be cleaning them every five seconds. So I much prefer the black and red. But certainly these are iconic. Like it's and like Gia was saying, Yes, they're 90s and that they were like created in the 90s and they started in the 90s. But I think probably more than almost anything on this bracket, these have maintained their popularity throughout the years, despite the fact that tre trends in fashion have changed drastically, maybe different colors and different palettes of, you know, palettes of colors and styles have changed. But the Air Jordans have maintained their popularity through the years. Yeah. I think that that almost goes the same for our next item on the list, Doc Martin slash combat boots. Now, this is more of the grunge 90s aesthetic, and it certainly had its major moment in the 90s. However, this is another item that did ever go away, or if it did, it's definitely back now. I think it's a really versatile shoe, um, and I think that it is... I mean, relatively good looking. I, I think so. What do you both think about Doc Martens? I love Doc Martens. And, you know, just because it was really popular in the grunge movement, like grunge was really at its height in the 90s, particularly with grunge fashion. And I, I don't, I just really like the style. I think Doc Martens are great. They're very pricey now. That I, I think this is another shoe that's still popular, maybe in different iterations than what they were in the 90s. But I really like Doc Martens. And same, same as you, Jess. I, you, I have like a pair or two of white shoes because just so I have that option for me. But I try not to wear white 
shoes as often because they can get so dirty. But like Doc Martens, if you you know you get them scuffed up, that just adds to the grunge look. So it adds the character to it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I am. I'm very much with you, Gia. I love. I've I've had a pair of combat boots for years now, and I love the look of like a dress with combat boots. I think it looks. It, you can make it more feminine than like the grunge era would make you think i especially i don't own doc martens like the brand doc martin i just own combat boots and i i even have i have the sneaky kind that has the zipper in the back because i'm not about that lace game (laughs) all day long it's too much but i i love a chunky boot i also think it it balances someone like me out to have a chunkier shoe if i have like a teeny tiny ballet flat i look like a triangle like i feel like a chunky boot kind of like helps balance out out my my body shape so I and I also think like like you Gia like I love that you you don't have to worry about getting them a little bit scuffed or a little bit dirty or worn in because that adds to the aesthetic of the combat boot Sarah yeah it has the natural patina to the shoe mm-hmm. I have heard that it takes a little bit for Doc Martens to uh break in that's a concerning factor yeah yeah but, I could see that I mean yeah Whatever, who cares? I mean, they're fashionable and they're really, really freaking cool. Wear some thick socks with them for the first couple of times. It'll bring them in faster. They're really, really cool. I think that, um, like, I remember you and I just watching Boy Meets World and we even saw, like, a young Topanga to wear Mm -hmm. combat boots. We saw it in uh, My So-Called Life. They had combat boots. They're it's the shoe it's the shoe of the young folk that want to go to these punk rock concerts in mosh pit and just be like you know having that like grunge Mm -hmm. era moment and i can see it but going up against an air jordan it's really hard because i think it's both culturally important for different types of people so i don't know what are we gonna do ladies This is so hard for me because I feel like these – I love both of these shoes, and I feel like they both have the same pros and cons because the same – the pro is that they are both kind of timeless because Doc Martens and Air Jordans have definitely two of the 90s accessories that have well beyond stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. And I don't – and. I feel like they both represent a very specific part of the 90s and like the cultures that they were an iconic part of. I feel like they're both like, you know, they're comfy, but they're not as comfy. You know, you got to break them in. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're both way too expensive now. But so I don't know where to go from here, but I think I will put my vote towards the Air Jordans just because it like from the Air Jordan sneakers came a whole legacy of sneakers by famous basketball players and other uh, entertainers of the world that, you know, like this was really the start of a huge movement. That's true. Yeah. Like celebrities uh, being associated with footwear and being the like ambassadors for footwear as well. But like in a world where, the like we weren't organizing it by the type of accessory air jordans and doc martens would be my final two like they're they're just like that good of 90s accessories Mm -hmm. yeah i think the one thing 
that like combat boots do have a little bit above an Air Jordan is that I don't think you have to be grunge to wear a Doc Martin and like get away with it. Like you, you don't feel like a poser if you're wearing combat boots, but you're not necessarily someone who like subscribes to like subscribes to like grunge look generally speaking whereas i feel like sneakers are like a very specific thing like that like sneaker heads love and like if you're wearing that type of sneaker watch out because people are going to come up to you and be like oh my god how many pairs of sneakers do you have like what, what colors do you have like all like you're gonna you're gonna be looped into the sneakerhead community mm-hmm. which can be a pro and a con i suppose um <laughs> Afraid I don't of the know. sneakerhead community? I'm afraid of the sneakerhead people because I yeah. only have like one pair of sneakers and I don't know how to communicate about sneakers to people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, sure. I throw in sneakers to I don't even have to tie my laces. They're ones that don't even have laces. So, okay. Sarah, where are you leaning? Where do you want to go with this? Um, Damn, I really wanted to get the final say so that I can have the, uh, the upset. Because you mm-hmm. know I love an upset in a bracket. You do love an upset. Uh, I mean, let's have some dramatic pizzazz then and I'll go with the combat boot, even though I feel like I probably would have leaned towards the the Jordans. If well, now I got- you're leaving it in my hands, so you're taking a risk because you don't know what I'm going to do. I think that makes better <laughs> content, baby. Yeah, no, I do. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Air Jordans because I do think yeah. like the legacy of them is so important and I think that, like Gia was saying, it really did spawn a whole community around them. And just, like, it really did spawn the sneakerhead era. Uh, and I think that's important. So I am going to go with Air Jordans here. Yeah. I, Despite I totally, the fact that I do love a combat Yeah, I totally boot. agree with that move. And I also think that, like, hey, everybody, there was a world where everybody thought that Doc Martens was going to take this whole thing home. And there's one thing that I like is an early upset. There you go. Yep. So let's it, move forward the Jordans. I will say, though, just to reiterate, you should have a pair of each in your closet. Like, you yeah. def- you should have a pair of combat boots and you should have a pair of very nice sneakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. I went with Hoka's. Maybe I should have went with Jordans, but... I don't know. I want to be cool and trendy. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So moving forward to our next matchup, uh, Jelly Shoes. And um, gosh, my PowerPoint really has forsaken it's me. Ellie it's Ellie Shoes. It's Ellie Shoes. I'm so <laughs> mad. I'm going to have to fix this before uh, everybody sees it. But whatever. It's Jelly Shoes. You mm-hmm. know these things. They, I can smell them. Yeah, everyone can smell these shoes for sure. I can feel the blisters on my feet forming as we speak from these shoes. I never had these as like a teen or adult. I only ever had the children's version of the jelly shoes. And I just don't. To me, these are like Crocs before Crocs existed, but also like nowhere near as comfortable i've never tried on a croc but i know people say they're comfortable so i'm gonna say these are like not anywhere near as comfortable because your feet sweat um it like you also need to have your toes manicured even if even though they're covered because they're see-through and they're really uncomfortable so i i don't know how i feel about these they are iconically 90s but they're also kind of hideous and uncomfortable for me i just feel like once again, it was a moment in time. I think that 
like I I know that people these days are buying jelly shoes and wearing them out and about and they're it's trendy, but we were kids wearing like Mary Jane jelly shoes and it, it was a good shoe that you can get wet, you can like jump in puddles in, like they had they were clear, they were sparkly, they're like anything that they wanted, you wanted them to be. And yeah, like maybe they weren't the most like comfortable and uh like good like good for long term and maybe they made your feet sweat maybe they smelled like rubber and maybe they weren't even that cute to begin with but they were a moment they were a moment Gia what do you think this show represents like the worst of 90s culture (laughs) I hate these shoes I hate these shoes so much the platform's are a little bit cuter so i will give them that but like i i feel like these were the type of shoe that you would get as like a a child like i was the demographic for the jelly sandals that we see in the corner there yeah but like all i can remember is just like they're good for running around but then you can get like things stuck in there because of just how the front part is designed it's just not I this never needs to come back in any iteration or form and I just am not I I don't like jelly shoes I'm sorry I'm sorry to all of the jelly shoe believers out there this is not for me I take my shoes very seriously (laughs) I think uh going back to the zigzag uh headband who are these for who yeah. are these for? Who are these for? GS right. You used to get like rocks stuck under your yes. feet through the front. Yeah, I'm 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 with you, Gia. These are who are these for? All right. So next up, we are going to discuss the platform sandal, or in other words, Steve Madden's Empire. It was certainly a moment in time as well with this. Uh so okay, so this is specifically. I think the look that I'm going for is it is a black sandal with a big, thick strap, black strap across the top of the foot. I think that in particular is what I'm gravitating towards with this. Yeah, definitely. This is the this is the moment. There are like your platform flip flops out there as well, which I also think qualify. Yeah. But when I think 90s, I think the black sandal with a huge band over the top of your foot. Um, Personally, I didn't really wear these, but it's not because I didn't think they were cute or I didn't think they were popular or anything like that. It was that I was already six inches taller than everybody else and I wasn't about to make myself any taller. Um, So I didn't, these were not for me, but I thought they were adorable and I definitely wanted to wear them. Um, So I really, really loved this trend. And let's be honest, uh, the platform, platforms are back. Platforms are here to stay, I think. Oh, yeah. The, this is a 90s trend that has only gotten cuter with time. I really like the 90s sandals, the the platform sandals. I feel like they're they like are for a very specific type of woman, but they are like the type of woman that I wanted to be when I grew up. And I love them. And I think we have much cuter iterations of platform sandals now without that big black band across them. And so it's only gotten better from here. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that they're really cool. Um, I think that they um, essentially are – I like the fact that they give me height 
I'm five foot four. I haven't had this before, but I do think that it is. I don't know. They're very fashionable. They remind me of like Jennifer Aniston as well. I think like she probably wore them in Friends. She wore them in Friends a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's also the thong version, which I don't know if I like as much, but I do think that it is um, also important. I think like anything that is platform is uh, like so 90s. It makes me think of, gosh, like the Spice Girls. And, like, their platform boots, it was just so good. It was just such a moment to mm-hmm. have these platforms. And um, really, really fashionable. I really like them. Uh, so if we had to choose between this and jelly shoes, I feel like... It's no competition. I already know the answer since everybody seems to have such disdain for <laughs> the jelly shoe. But I will say... Once again, the jelly shoes were very quintessential 90s. It was a moment in time. Um, but uh, Gia, is it a moment in time that maybe we should just leave back in the 90s? Yes, there's no coming back. I feel like the <laughs> the uh, now the earlier we have evolved, I will say. From jellies to Crocs, which I also hate. I am a big Crocs oh, yeah. hater. No. Well, don't, I won't kill me. That. Kill oh me if God, I wear thank Crocs. You. Yes, please. Like if guys, if I ever am caught wearing Crocs, like you know, I am going through something. Please mm-hmm. call me. I, hate, I can't. I can't with the Crocs. I can't. But that is like that is the 2020s era of shoes, and my students do confirm that they are very much back. And I have the same disdain for them for jelly shoes. So we don't need two versions of that right now. It's just not. Yes. Let it stay in the 90s where they belong. Yes. Let the platforms continue. Fair enough. (laughs) All right. Uh, Probably for the best. I agree. All right. So moving on to our lower left bracket, the jewelry section, we are going to be talking about the black choker, Black chokers in general, I think, were definitely a moment in the 90s. But more specifically, you know the one. I don't even know how to ex- describe it's it. It's like black. Like, it's plastic. It's, it's supposed stretchy. to be like a tattoo. Yeah. It looks like kind of like a tattoo. It's black. It's stretchy. Um, It has this like weird circular pattern. Sometimes they had like a teeny tiny, um, what is it called? Like a gem, a gem on the front yeah. but most i think most times we just saw the plain ones that you would stretch over your head and then it would just choke the living crap out of you but it was so lightweight that it didn't actually hurt or make you know indentations or anything like that but it, the good news is is it it always felt like lightweight enough that you could stretch it out if you needed to yeah this um i definitely had this when i was a like a middle schooler when I was really trying to be more edgy because I was very misunderstood, of course. Uh, This had a resurgence in the last few years, uh, strangely enough. Uh, Gia, did you ever own one of these? I didn't actually. I think, I think the choker movement missed me a little bit in the nineties. Like it just, I was just not old enough to be the audience that this was reaching to at the time but this felt like the grunge baby grunge baby starter pack here it's like that's your yeah. little right so you're like dipping the waters into that 
era of 90s culture. And I when I saw it, I knew immediately that they were talking about this specific type of choker. It's like yeah. it is so mm-hmm. quintessential 90s. So much so. Jess, do you ever feel like a grungy baby? <laughs> is this a Taylor Swift reference? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Um, you know what? I will say uh, this slightly, at least for me in my world, came back into popularity like five to seven years ago when Jenna Marbles brought it back. She was wearing them all the time. And I was like, oh, my gosh, are these back now because she's wearing them? I don't know that they're actually actually back, but I wouldn't mind it. I, I for a while, I was really big into chokers, probably about seven years ago at this point. Um, nowadays, not so much. I don't really like stuff that close to my neck anymore. Um, but it, it was a, it was a thing for the time. It was a, it was a thing of the nineties. These black chokers is very, like you said, Gia, very grungy, very like badass looking, which I don't know that we could say about the next thing on the jewelry bracket. I don't think it would qualify as badass, Sarah. (laughs) Hey, 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 I totally disagree with you. I do think that this is the coolest thing ever this is the gang gang slash bff necklace you know two things but also the same because i found a heap ton of yin yang best friend necklaces by the way uh so the thing about the best friend necklace is it is probably the most problematic thing that ever did live <laughs> especially in elementary school because yeah. the amount of tears that um, a girl probably would have shed in elementary school if she did not get either a best friend necklace from her proposed best friend or her best friend denied her best friend necklace? Drama on the playground. Um, Gia, is this just me like manifesting my old childhood trauma or do you know what I'm talking about here? No, I hated these necklaces. First of all, everyone knows the ideal friend group is three or four people. So this will just simply Mm. not do. And I have seen some where they had like three in there, but it does not fix the initial problem Mm -hmm. of having a best friend necklace and only having two parts and you give it to the other supposed best friend. And it, it just... It tries to simplify dynamics that are, it's very unnecessary. Like I have best friends for multiple different things and, and like that I met in different times in my life. And it's impossible to measure their level of importance to me and like have one definitive best friend. Yeah. These were problematic. Definitely. However, they told you where you fucking stood. Like it was like, oh, oh, this bitch gets your best friend necklace. Not me. Okay, now I see where I stand. I definitely had one of these with my best friend when I was a kid. It was similar to the metal one that you have here, the metal heart with the best friends. I definitely had the first half. I remember very specifically, I had the BE of the best. These were iconic and the world is too nice nowadays for these to still exist because it's you can't you can't get away with this shit nowadays. Like this is a 90s staple of the clickiness of having a BFF was fuck everybody else. Th- this one is my BFF. Nobody else matters. Are you saying cancel culture canceled the best friend necklace? <laughs> yes. Cancel culture was like, absolutely not. We will not allow this anymore. Friend groups cannot just be two people. They need to be more. And yes. you can't be calling people your best friend anymore. 
Oh, that that's fair. I think that, you know, cancel culture, maybe it is real, but I think it did more good than harm here. Oh, yeah. Like we don't we don't need these anymore, but uh, they were iconic for the moment. Like you're when you think of these necklaces, you don't think of any other era besides the 90s, I don't think. And they are very cute. So I will give them that. Yeah, I think the main problem, though, Gia, is like when you are wearing this, right, if you're not around your best friend, you kind of look like a dork who's only wearing half a necklace. Oh, yeah. I don't don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think that, well, maybe, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you're just convinced instantly. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you do look like a dork. Which iteration is your favorite out of the ones on the PowerPoint? Oh, I definitely prefer the heart with best friends, like the metal one, mm-hmm. not the plastic garbage, that or like the butterfly, B- or the butterfly BFFs, the because at the least you both get a BFF. You don't get half of a word at the very least on those ones. Mm. The butterfly is the least offensive one because that is definitely one that you can wear and your best friend does not have to immediately be in the same proximity. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, do 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 either of you understand the fascination with that green alien head? Aliens? No, but the 90s was very big into aliens. Yeah, yeah. I just remember very Claire's. a lot of green alien heads. Yeah, also so this is I... something you certainly purchased at Claire's. Definitely. Oh, yeah. All of this stuff is very much purchasable at Claire's or I the think, icing. I think the hard part with this matchup is that, like, Black Choker's a very grunge, much more, like, teenager Yin Yang BFF necklaces are much more of the elementary middle school era. So it really is like it's tough to make a pick here. Like I think black chokers are more likely to come back. Um, But I also think like black chokers and BFF necklaces are on a similar level in terms of their 90s iconicness. And for that reason, I think I would give the win to black chokers because they're more likely to make a comeback than best friend necklaces. I think that there always is going to be a petty bitch out there that really <laughs> wants to make sure that their best friend is known. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's always going to be a place for a best friend necklace. Now, I mean, problematic issues on the playground aside, I definitely think that this was something that really did spark a lot of little kids joy back in the 90s was the best mm-hmm. friend necklace uh gia be the tiebreaker help us out here where should we go i think while there are some very cute examples of the best friend necklace i think black choker is quintessential 90s and it just is a better overall accessory fair enough i understand i guess neither of you are going to get my best friend necklace (laughs) and that's okay with me how about okay so let's let's flash back to the Mm -hmm. day now you are at a store at your family trip to cape cod oh my god go into a little hobnob shop which has a bunch of bullshit on it you your mom's checking out at the counter she's buying a little baggie of shells and you see a display on the on countertop the, on the countertop mm-hmm. it is a box of mood rings oh, and yes. you have to determine 
what your mood is based off the ring. It's not enough to just look introspectively. How will I know? How how, will I know? How will you know if you are cool, calm, uh, bemused, angry? How would you know without a mood ring telling you? So I still don't understand the witchcraft that's associated (laughs) with mood rings, but they definitely did have a chokehold on me back in the day. Uh, Jess, I know that you had one mood ring that was of a particular uh love yeah. for you i had i had many mood rings but literally the one i could i described this exact mood ring to you and you were able to find a picture of it that is how much of an like a strong memory i had of this thing it is a silver band it looks kind of like a sun and the center of it is the mood ring is the colored mm-hmm. part that thing oh my god mood rings were the thing like i wore mine all the time if i saw one i wanted it like you couldn't i couldn't have enough mood rings it's it's garbage right it doesn't make any sense none of this actually matters to determine your mood or to say what your mood is i think it was based off of like heat like temperature or something like that because every time you touched it it would change colors but like oh Oh my God, a mood ring. It was the thing. It is so quintessentially 90s. I don't think I've seen them make a comeback. I don't think kids these days are wearing them. But the not, you say mood ring, everyone thinks 90s. Listen, I hate to be the Debbie Downer here. <laughs> yeah. However, it needs to be said... There is no bigger scam than a moon ring because <laughs> true, don't work. I, Capitalism. Like, literally, I, the only color I, I yes, I had plenty of mood rings, mood necklaces in my day. Like the all the mood detecting accessories, I had at least one item of that. I have never seen a mood ring go anywhere beyond the blue, which meant normal. <laughs> yes, and then like the. <laughs> Like, and then, like, a light greenish blue for, like, any time you would get, like, embarrassed or be, you know, like, have uh, mixed feelings in there. So, yeah, it was I think just, that's a good point. Yeah. It was just, they don't, were they 90s accessory? Absolutely. And that was definitely the peak of their success. But I have never seen a successful mood ring. It's very confusing to me because I really did ha- uh, like hold this at a very like high standard and gauge of my mood as a child. And I think like the stress and anxiety that was associated with said mood ring probably wasn't great for me to have, especially like say it was like a very particularly cold day where you do get the black for the like bad mood or stressed or yeah in your you mind know, you're like oh i'm so stressed your whole day is fucked that's for sure um so many iterations of the mood ring i am displaying a smiley face because i had that one too not only were green alien heads very 90s but so was like peace signs and smiley faces i hate that jerk that smiley face is always staring at me and judging the fuck out of me fuck him <laughs> I don't like him. That is toxic positivity right there. I hate toxic positivity. She hates it. I hate toxic positivity. I really do. Uh, So you know what I also hate? A fucking puka shell necklace. (laughs) Fuck those (laughs) shits. They hurt. But here's the thing, too. This is the thing, too, Sarah. If you saw, if you, okay, teenage uh, you bopping around in the 90s. Yeah. You saw a guy with a puka shell necklace 
walking out of like Banana Republic or Hollister, mm-hmm. right? You that guy's a fucking dick. Don't date him. Don't That's how you know. Him. Stay the fuck away from Puka Shell necklace shells, men. Like you can't yeah. da- you can't yeah. trust them. Yeah. I will say that this does transcend into the early aughts as well, but it originated in the 90s. Actually, I yeah. think that from my research, it originated in the 70s with David Cassidy. But nonetheless, um, I owned one of these, probably got the same shop that I bought my mood ring in. And yes. we, we also saw this a lot. We've seen it in Dawson's Creek. Dawson was really into the Puka Shell necklace. I think that that's a picture of Chad Michael Murray from Dawson's Creek. If it looks I'm, like it. Yeah, it looks like I'm the episode. Yeah. Right about that. Um, it was definitely a moment in time. Did either of you own one of these things? They They really did hurt. It was just shards of pointy shell sticking into your chest. I don't remember having one that that could be possibly like untrue. I can't remember that far back to remember if I had any iteration of it. I'm sure I got like some version of it, like on a beach trip or something like that. But while I will say Kristen Dunst is rocking it in the photo that you are showing me, that is like the peak of the puka shell necklace for me that is the best that a puka shell necklace is ever going to look on Kristen dunn's neck but everyone else that i have ever met like or any tv characters worn a puka shell necklace is literally a sociopath like they (laughs) want to give off the air that they are like these very calm carefree surfer dude vibes with the puka shell necklace and i've never met a chill man in my life that wore one of these it's just yeah. like not it absolutely not this is like the epitome of fashion gaslighting yes 100 percent agree with this i definitely owned one i think i owned one similar to the white shard one that stabbed you in the neck um but i agree with you my i remember specifically my middle school crush wore one uh mm. and that was a pretty toxic man so there you go point proven um obviously very obviously i'm picking mood ring over the stabbing yeah. necklace that f boys wore yeah uh gee are we giving one to the douches <laughs> No. no, 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 no. Like, mood are, ring are they a part forward. of 90s culture? Yes. Am I acknowledging them right now? No. No. <laughs> we don't need this. Let's go to the miscellaneous category. Um, first and foremost, we have the flannel around the waist. Um, okay, this is where like my vision board really started popping off. So I'm very <laughs> excited about this slide because I don't know if it's like it's really hard to find like pictures from the actual 90s of all this stuff because a lot of this things is like current day. We got Zayn Malik in here, we got Kiki Palmer, but here we are. We have so much really good 90s flannel. Um, what do we think about the flannel around the waist uh it was definitely a moment in time once again um grunge back to grunge aesthetic yeah i think that like this was a thing where for a while we were all tying things around our waist just to like if you want to take your sweatshirt off but you didn't want to carry it you tied it around your waist but then it became like a fashion statement and then it was like oh but only flannels and you had to do it with like the light wash jeans and the ripped pants which are still a thing now and like it was very much like it almost looked like a skirt 
um, kind of like hanging around your waist, but very, very grunge. I think this is something that is flannels have been back. My gosh, they've been like around for a very long time at this point. Um, and I think we are back to the point where you can wrap a flannel around your waist and not look like a mom doing it. Yeah, Gia, are flannels around the waist a better fashion statement than um, than I associate them with, which is when um, your time of the month is not going so well? <laughs> they serve both purposes, and they serve both purposes very well. I have <laughs> some elite flannel in my closet for both my grunge-esque moods and when my period is really testing my patience. And you know what? They're both valid. Both versions of this are valid. I will die. I will ride and die for the flannel around the waist movement. I, I did vote against Doc Martens, and this is one grunge accessory I refuse to ignore. The flannel around the waist is iconic. Yeah. All these people look really cool. Like this is maybe yes. the first time where I'm like, wait a minute, like maybe I want to be these people. Mm-hmm. They're all skateboarders and-, and they all look like much hipper than me. But I really, I really do think that it transcends into fashion today because mm-hmm. I can see myself with like this baggier jean belted with the flannel and I'm kind of into it. I think I'm getting some inspiration. Yeah, versus what this is up against is something also from the grunge era, but like I just don't think it's ever gonna make a combat. The it chain the, wallet. Yeah, it gives me the <laughs> mate, it gives me the ick. I hate it. It is disgusting to me. I don't think that I could ever be attracted to a man who has a chain wallet. It just gives me the creeps. I don't I can know. hear when they sit down and that like clanky clank clank on like the desk at yeah. at uh at school. I yeah. can hear it. Uh yeah, I mean Gia, like does this have a place in fashion ever? It's definitely a 90s accessory. I will give it that, but I I can't with the chain wallets. It's just not it, it, it's in the same family of the puka shells, but like the opposite vibe. Like they wanted to <laughs> still, they want to give off like this kind of hardcore, kind of edgy personality to it. And no one that I've ever seen actually wear them has pulled them off successfully. So no, no yeah. to the chain wallets. No to the chain wallets. No to the Dickies pants. Um, yeah. So I think we're both in agreement that we are moving forward flannels, right? Yes easily we're all in agreement for that okay um next up is tiny sunglasses now i my one problem or my main problem with tiny sunglasses is that for the longest time i was very much convinced that i could not pull off any sunglass because of what was in style in the 90s and early 2000s so i just used to think that i wasn't a sunglass girl i'm a girl that has big features i have a larger nose big eyes bigger lips i thought that i just looked bad in sunglasses no i was looking bad in these ugly little shits uh <laughs> jazz what do you what do you think about these tiny sunglasses when they're, i think of maddening yeah when i think of the 90s i also specifically think of small sunglasses with colored lenses like yeah. i think of passport to paris mary kate and ashley 
blue and pink lenses. Um, they're certainly not for everyone. And I do agree with you. I'm much more of a larger frame gal. Um, I don't like the small frames. I feel like it looks like I am like a weird old professor who's wearing like glasses on the tip of my nose and I don't want to deal with that. But they were of a specific time and some people can pull them off. I just think it's one of those ones where we're back to like the butterfly clip situation where it's really just not for everybody. But Gia, it came back. It came back the other year and I panicked. Why? Why? <laughs> what is the purpose of Tiny Sunnies? Like, it, cute name. Very cute name. Yeah. But big sunglasses are more functional. They yeah. look better. The yeah. styles are complementary to most, if not all, face types. And Tiny Sunnies are just like the gatekeeping of the sunglasses world. I can't, I can't deal with it. It's just, it's not cute. No, no. Mm -hmm. Even Heath Ledger, who is a gorgeous man, looks like a loser in those sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's bleach blonde hair too going on. It's it's, awful. It was time. It's awful. Even Miss Ski Resort over here, Gwyneth Paltrow, is <laughs> looking a mess in her tiny sunglasses. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to sue her for $500,000 <laughs> based off those sunglasses. So um, what, and, what is the chalk pick here? What's going to win well, against the tiny sunnies that we all okay, hate? <laughs> okay. no, not necessarily, not necessarily. Because our last item to discuss, um, or individually, is the bucket hat. Uh, Jessica, you are a huge advocate of the bucket hat. Yeah. Um, let's, let's, give me, give me an impassioned speech about your yeah. love for the bucket hat. So... I have at least four bucket hats that I own currently. Why? Because, first of all, as a woman with, one, a lot of hair on my head, and two, a larger than average sized head, yeah. it is hard to find a hat that, one, even fits, and two, looks cute and looks cute with long hair, right? Because if you're putting like a baseball cap on, first of all, you got to shove all your hair up in there or put it out the back of the hole, right? Like it's not going to look cute. A bucket hat will literally look cute on someone who has a larger than average size head. And it's like they're, they're multifaceted. Do you want that look of like a, oh, I just, you know, my hair is dirty. I just need to cover the top of it. Bucket hat. Do you want to go fishing? Bucket hat. Like there's so many options. I also had a fleece bucket hat for the winter weather when I was a child. I had this exact blue bucket hat that is on the PowerPoint presentation. And, and Sarah, they are back, baby. I saw a man mm. on my television screen wearing a bucket hat and he was on some reality TV show. And so I just assume he was with the fashion times. So, and, and. Gender neutral. Anybody can wear a bucket hat. Men, women, non-binary people, everybody. They are a, a hat for one and all. You don't have to like a sports team to wear them and mm -hmm. feel comfortable. They're for everybody. Flip them up. Flip them down. Wear them straight. Good to go. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. That was You're really welcome. passionate and lovely. The, mm -hmm. My main issue is that you look like a fucking dweeb and a half wearing <laughs> a bucket hat. 
you 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 do you look punchable with a bucket hat like these people all look like a loser with no. it Britney yes, Spears do. is wearing one she looks like a dweeb even oh Donald Faison God. looks like a freaking dweeb wearing this um oh. I just like don't I, I don't think it's cool I don't know Gia am I just not with the times I'm I'm actually neutral about the bucket hat. Uh, yeah. It's definitely beating Tiny Sunnies. Yeah. Like, no question. <laughs> okay, but okay. it's like, I don't own one. I just don't feel like my hair is particularly complimentary to the bucket hat. But I, they're fine. They're fine. They look, I, I don't hate them, uh, but I'm not like, I must have 10 of these either. So, yeah, the bucket hats are good. They're definitely a staple. To, a staple. Yeah, they're definitely a staple to the look of the 90s era. Yeah. All right. I hear you. I hear you all. Uh, we're moving forward. The bucket hat. Uh, Jess, why don't we go for a quick break and then we'll go back and uh, revisit our Elite Eight okay we are back we are up to our elite eight i think that this is where things are going to uh, a move along but also get maybe a little contentious uh we'll see so we are up against our in the first uh sector hair it is butterfly clips versus the headscarf slash bandana uh does anybody have a big passionate argument for either I am so pro bandana on this. I'm sorry. It is more versatile. It is fashionable. You can pull off a lot of different looks with it, whether you choose a bandana or a headscarf, but bandana all the way. I'm sorry, butterfly clips, but this is as far as I am willing to take you because bandanas are just everything the butterfly clips are not. They're versatile. They come in all different shapes and sizes and can complement different hair types, especially if you know how to style your hair and work with a bandana or headscarf. And I think that they are quintessential 90s. So I, there's no flaws with me with the bandana. Mm. Gia, have you ever tried putting literally just two strands of hair in a butterfly clip? You too can work <laughs> with the butterfly movement. I would need 70 butterfly clips to be able to hold back my hair and it would still fall out. We all it's know it's not this happening is true. for me. It was just yeah. like five seconds away from disaster at any moment in time. Oh man. You know, I, I was anti butterfly clip in the first round, and I'm certainly not get letting it get no. past this round. Please, what can I do to to either thing? Either thing. What can I do Nothing. for you? Listen, to honestly, the the, it's all I have in life is my butterfly oh my clip. <laughs> it's the allowing, only thing I have. Allowing butterfly clips to go to this point to the Elite Eight was my gift to you, Sarah. But then no. other than that, yeah, I just no like gifts. They're very 90s, but they are not for me. Oh, my God. Yeah. My poor heart. I am outvoted. The headscarf bandana is moving forward. I understand it. I respect it. It just hurts. Um, what would you say to uh, sixth grade Sarah on her graduation from elementary mm -hmm. school wearing her butterfly clips? What would you want to tell her? Get a life? Wear a bandana. 
You gotta okay. try a headscarf instead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll try that. All right. Moving on to our shoe wear sector. We have the matchup of Air Jordans versus Platform Sandals. Uh, Steve Madden versus Michael Jordan. How are we feeling about this matchup? This is a tough matchup because one of these, I, I don't think I would wear either just because, like I said, I don't need the height help on platform sandals and I'm not much of a sneaker head, so I'm not really wearing Air Jordans. But so the, it's like a very hard matchup for me because I do think both are very iconically 90s. One of them went out of style and has come back. One of them never really went out of style. Um, But I do think for like legacy reasons, I have to, even though I'm less likely, of the two, I'm less likely to wear Air Jordans than I am platform sandals. But for legacy reasons, I feel like Air Jordans, for me, have to win this category. Uh, yeah, I think that I totally agree with you. I think that Air Jordans are culturally important and therefore I give it the respect that it deserves. I can just hear all of my friends screaming, push it through, push it through um platform sandals are going to do nothing for you sarah you'll never I, I mean i am more likely to buy some air jordans and i've looked at them for um like the women's shoes recently and there's a lot of cute ones on there so if anybody wants to help me pick out a pair of shoes let me know because i actually am very interested uh gia do you agree with uh air jordans moving forward or do you want to do a hail mary speech for platform sandals I mean, I think these are both very similar in that they are shoes that definitely got cuter over time with the different evolutions of each type of shoes. But I was already kind of leading towards Air Jordans, and I agree that those are kind of the more universal and culturally important staple in 90s fashion. So I'm going with Air Jordans as well. All righty. Over to Jewelry. We have the matchup of the Black Choker versus the Mood Ring. I feel like this is another toughie. The Black Choker is very, very 90s, especially that stretchy tattoo looking one. But Mood Rings had a hold on all of us and we all got duped uh, buying them. So what what's a girl to do? Listen, gaslight me every day of the week. <laughs> I love a mood ring. I know they're garbage. Would I still consider purchasing one if I was on vacation in Lake George and saw one at the counter? Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. I would. Because they just give me all of the 90s vibes uh, in such a good way. I would be sitting there all day just pressing it, trying to get different colors to show up. I love a mood ring. That is where my heart lies is with the mood ring, even if it's going to gaslight me. I'm so sorry, Jess, but I am team <laughs> black choker. I just, you know, you what you see is what you get. You will be mm -hmm. slightly uncomfortable, but that is the price that you pay for looking cute. And I, I am sorry. I just think the black choker is just the overall better accessory and the overall better 90s representation. Yeah. I mean, this is a real toughie. I mean, I love the witchcraft confusion that I had surrounded about the mood ring, but I do think that the black choker just fits that grunge movement so nicely. Um, and I don't, I mean, in all forms, not only that tattoo one, but uh, in the PowerPoint, we have like a um, picture of once again, Sarah Michelle Geller, and we have Drew Barrymore and they're wearing black chokers. It's definitely a mood 
but I just said mood. I yeah. just said mood. You did. You said mood. Is there a it. reality where maybe the mood rings are calling for me? Uh, and it is Aries season, and I do love an upset. So I think I am going to go left to center and do something that I rarely do and uh, agree with Jessica Sterling. And yes. I think I'm going to move forward the mood ring. Yes. All right. All right. I'm just I in that sort of mood today. <laughs> She's she's in a let's see which color means wild. Uh, there's none of these mean wild passion. Let's say you're passionate about I'm mood rings. You're blue. Very passioned. <laughs> you're navy I blue. I am feeling normal. <laughs> as if. <laughs> as if. Uh, okay, we are going over to the miscellaneous. We have flannel tied around the hips against bucket hats. Is this going to be another point of contention? Maybe. I'm telling you one thing. I will not have those nasty-ass fucking bucket hats moving forward in my bracket. We are pushing forward the flannel tied around the hips. It is fashion. It is cool. It is edgy. It is grunge. Uh, Jessica, what do you want to say about my flannel, but also your scummy-ass bucket hat? I mean, I know the bucket hats aren't going to win, but this is just my eulogy for them. Bucket hats, you made my head nice and warm. You fit very comfortably, even though I have a big head and a lot of hair. I appreciate you. I still own many of you, and I will wear you regularly in solidarity. That was my ode to the bucket hat as we let it go because I know Gia is going to well, pick Well, we'll see. Gia, are you ready? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. No, bucket hats were not lasting uh, yeah. for flannel <laughs> over. Yeah. Flan flannel tied around the waist is just too perfect of a fashion statement for me to let them subside to bucket hats. So, no. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Flannels. It's okay. Flannels all I saw it sorry, not sorry for sure. All righty. Bye, bucket hats. See you never. Final four. Um, okay. So, now we have our final four. Um, our first matchup is the headscarf going up against the mood ring. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say, man, mm -hmm. because once again, I feel like if it was the black choker up against the headscarf bandana, I would have moved forward the black choker. But now that's the mood ring up against the headscarf bandana. I don't know if I can move forward the mood ring. Mm -hmm. Bandana all the way for all the reasons that I have said before. It is just so much superior in so many ways to the mood ring and too many successories that have come before it. And I, I, I just can't accept anything else. Like I can't accept a world where the mood ring is a better '90s accessory than the bandana. <laughs> oh, Jess, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I mean, here? yeah, I would, I would, I would obviously go mood ring. I feel like mood ring. It just makes my heart happy in a way that like a bandana or a headscarf doesn't. But I understand, Sarah, you're gonna go where your heart wants, but your heart wants. So it's up to you, obviously, whether a headscarf, bandana, or mood ring wins. I mean, does the mood ring make you happy, or is it just permanently it telling stuck that on happy? blue? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jessica, this makes so much more sense. You it does. It's why I'm always happy. Years, you know what it is? It's years. always just so – people wonder why I'm so loud and excitable. It's because my mood ring tells me I am. Tells you you are. No wonder mm. mine has been on that – Sad. Uh, like sad. Weepy. <laughs> Fear. Nervous. Uh, I think I'm going to – for all the reasons why uh, I refuse to let the mood ring dictate – 
who I am and how I feel, we're going to move forward the headscarf bandana in this sector. All right. Uh, And now our second to last matchup, uh, we have the Air Jordans going up against the flannel tied around the hips. It is a toughie, I got to tell you, but I personally think I'm going to move forward the flannel tied around the hips. Um, I just think that when I think of 90s fashion, I I really do think about the flannel and the flannel tied around the hips and how cool it is and how like I want to be those people. And I think that it transcends into today. And I think that it is like more of an ode to the 90s. Like I think that this is like a good potential winner. Yeah, I uh, I am in a agreement with you actually I do think Air Jordans are really iconic I'm happy that they got this far in the bracket because I do think they've earned their place here but I think that like if I'm gonna choose what I'd rather be wearing I would rather be wearing a flannel around my waist than Air Jordans I think the flannel is more likely to even though Air Jordans have lasted this long I think like flannels are more versatile and that more people can wear them and accessorize them differently. And I don't know. There's just something like you said, Sarah. There's something like so cool. And so like, it's like the grunge, like hip, yeah. like coolness about a flannel that I really like. Yeah. So I also am going to vote for flannel. But Gia, what would you have selected between Air Jordans and flannel? I was wavering so much between the two for different reasons. But I think I also would have gone with the flannel. Oh, there good. We're we all go. in agreement. We're in agreement. Um. But that means that we are up to our final two matchup. This is the national championship of 90s accessories. I am ready to make our cases for our main winner. It is the headscarf bandana up against the flannel tied around the hips. Did we think that we were going to be here? Um This is not what I would have selected to be here. However, I knew what I wanted to be here was not going to be here. (laughs) So what was your final two when you filled out the bracket? My final two, because I'm a psychopath, was mood ring versus bucket hat. Yeah, that makes me want to puke. I know, but this is who I am, Sarah. You're welcome. Yeah. And what was your winner up in that matchup? Oh, mood ring. Okay. Gia, (laughs) did you fill out the bracket prior to us uh, being here today? I mentally filled out the bracket about like kind of like what my my ideal final two would be. And I think it's actually very similar to what we got. So my <laughs> oh power. My God. Gia is the mood ring of the podcast. She really just she snuck, knew it. How did she pushed know? us in the direction. How did she know? I, I don't think that this is going to be a surprise. I did have butterfly clips up against the flannel tied around the hips with yeah. so you got butterfly one of the two clips in. pushing forward yeah. for me. Um, and we had like a lot of feedback on Instagram as well. Um, we've had uh, the choker up against the flannel. That was a matchup that we had. We had. Yeah, um, I had the yeah the choker against the flannel, uh, the butterfly clips against the jelly sandals. Got it all the way to the end for someone. Mm-hmm. Scrunchies versus Doc Martens with Doc Martens being the winner. I love that we had such versatile takes from everyone yeah. on these that like shows like anyone could any one of them could have been a winner except for you, Zigzag Headband. Go to fucking hell. You don't. Yeah, <laughs> nobody moved that forward. Nobody I'm did. I'm glad everyone was on the same page about the Zigzag Headband because I think of all yeah. the hell knows of this podcast, this was the biggest 
hell no. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly was. All right. So let's make our cases for the headscarf slash bandana first. Gia, you have been um, the main backer of this camp. And I think that you have uh, converted a lot of us. And like, what is like, what's your main takeaway from the headscarf bandana movement? I just think the headscarf bandana is an exercise in versatility. It is a exercise in color coordination, style, being able to work with the hair you are given and style it and like bring it. I think it was very 90s-esque, but it, it was also like very prominent in hip hop. It was prominent in grunge. It's popular in some of our favorite films and TV shows. It's just a very 90s accessory and it's yeah. very underrated, but so important. Yeah, it's for the little blonde girls, but it's for the Hispanic women. It's for the black women. It's for an it's an accessory for all. And I think like yeah. that is the main argument that it like this is really an accessory for the people. And it yeah. does transcend different cultural movements, different um, styles. Uh, it can go to grunge it can go to hip-hop it can go to like you can buy it at claire's like you can mm -hmm. really find it in every single like person's closet essentially back in the 90s no matter who you are you can find a style for it uh just any takeaways about the headscarf bandana that we haven't spoken about I think it's one of those ones that, like, it could make a comeback in its own way. Like, I feel like it could be revamped and retooled to yeah. be something that is popular in the future. Whereas, like, the flannel around the waist, it went away. It, it's back now. But I also could easily see it going back out of style again. I don't know that it has as much um, variety and adaptability as the headscarf does. And if we're talking about, like... Oh, everyone can wear it. Well, flannel, I mean, you can, but it really is more of a grunge aesthetic versus you're not seeing everybody rock this style. So it really depends on your preference. Are you looking for something that is for everybody um, from the 90s? Or are you looking for something that is very, very uh, fits one specific category, but fits that category very, very well? So I think yeah. it all depends on what you're looking for. And it also depends on like, are you looking for something that is also popular right now? Because yeah. I think flannels around the waist are certainly more popular right now than mm -hmm. headscarves and bandanas are. But now, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Is it true or is it not true that the headscarf bandana was also popular in the 70s? I mean, bandanas were certainly popular. Yeah, headscarves were popular in the 70s. Yeah. Yes. Now, could we make an argument that, hey – this is actually a 70s accessory. This is a scam. When I think of headscarf bandanas, I think about the 70s. I think about the hippie movement. I think about bell bottoms. What happens if this is a sleeper item that shouldn't be here to begin with? Oh, no. Absolutely not. Because the bandana particularly is a quintessential 90s accessory. Yes, it may have happened in the 70s as well, but it does not define the 70s in the same way that the bandana defines 90s fashion. And we could also say the same thing about the flannel tight around the waist. Is it a very cute accessory? Yes. Is it versatile? Yes. Is it just exclusively 
coincide with the 90s? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about the flannel. Now, it's not just for girls that want to take a picture at the apple tree farm in the fall. It is for the every person. It is for men. It's for women. It's for the cool kids. It's for people that want to be cool. Um, I think that the thing about the flannel is that I do think that it transcends between years. I know we said it left and it came back, but I do think in a way it's timeless because I think that there's always going to be a person that wants to have this like aesthetic. And I think like a lot of times when I think about the nineties, I do think about like the Claire's aesthetic, the kids aesthetic, but grunge was taking over the punk rock lifestyle was taking over. Um, and I think that it really made like an, a, a cultural impact in uh, this day and age. And I like Jess, you and I have seen a uh, iteration of this in many of the films and shows that we've covered. Mm -hmm. I think that there's something about the flannel that is like, it's an imprint into this time. Mm -hmm. I think we should vote. And I oh, think. Okay. You don't want to have a discussion about it. Okay. No, I think that. I think we said everything about the flannel. Yeah. Like, I agree with what you've said. I think it's time to vote because I think that. I, I think I want to start with Gia and see where Gia goes because I feel like Gia's vote might be the one that I think I know where she's going to vote the most. Yes. So, Gia, which one between flannel around the waist and headscarves slash bandanas are you going to vote for? I love them both, but I'm going to go with the bandana. Okay. Okay. Sarah, I, where is your heart going? I want to be a cool kid forever. I am going with the flannel tied around the hips. I kind of thought this was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that we put this like this power it's in, in my your hands. hands i hate what yes. i hate what we do and it happens regularly because you're a monster and i it's i, not I my I, fault <laughs> just sitting here innocently minding my business um no i see the argument for both sides uh however i think i th to me i do think they're very unequal playing fields in terms of what is most 90s i do think they like they both earned their spot in the 90s they both are like big 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 movements of the 90s so i don't feel like i can really like choose in that way i'm not using that as the reason to choose either one of these i think the reason i'm going to choose my pick is that it is for everybody and i want a winner that is for everybody so i'm going to go with headscarves slash bandanas to win the 90s fashion trend bracket because it's for everybody with any hairstyle, any background, any culture. You could rock a headscarf or bandana. And we all did. And we all looked great doing it. Gia's influence. You did the <laughs> yes! work, girl. Thank you. <laughs> this is very exciting. Uh, I think that this is something that maybe not everybody would have expected going into it, but I think it's a rightful winner. I, do too. I am proud of this winner. I think that this is something that I can hold my hat to. And um, I really do think that it could be for every. I mean, there's no men on my PowerPoint presentation, but it maybe I need to too. add a man. I oh, think Tupac. Tupac's like the quintessential hair uh, 
be You're a right. Dana aware of the 90s. You're right. Yeah. I will add him to the bracket. Um, <laughs> not not to the bracket, to the PowerPoint. This was a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Thank you so, so much fun. to both of you for um doing this silly little bracket with us. Uh, I think that we really got to tap into like some like, really fun accessories and uh, our appreciation towards fashion, which I think that all of us has. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun and such a great end to bracket season for me. Yes. Yes. Gia, if people want to check out more that you're doing, where can they find you? What other podcasts are you podcasting on currently? Yes. So you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Classically Gia for all of my reality TV shenanigans. I also help with running the Survivor Diversity Campaign Twitter. Twitter page at Serve Diversity. That's at S U R V Diversity. Over on Silent Podcast, I'm currently doing regular coverage for Survivor 44 on my podcast. I don't know about that. I'm also doing Inside Survivors weekly roundups with my good friend Christine, also about Survivor 44. And then finally, uh, me and my wonderful co host and frequent uh, 90s pod uh, attend guest uh, Chappelle are doing uh, bi-weekly coverage of Abbott Elementary on post-show recaps and we are near the end of what has been an incredible season two so definitely give that a listen and give us five stars amazing, amazing. busy busy bee um I love that and I love all the work that you've been up to it's been really awesome to follow you around and see where you've been at so thank you so much yeah yeah i'm really really happy um for me um over at posture recaps i have been covering how i met your father with adam and we just finished our coverage of daisy jones and the six me and marissa i really loved that show it was like really nice and short and special and i think that anybody should check it out um and yeah and then i'm just over here at shit and show stop me we're starting season six of Dawson's Creek. And I think that's wild and crazy. Uh, if you want to hear some of our other brackets, you can check out our Mary Kate and Ashley movie bracket from a few years ago. And uh, you can also check out our um, uh, our food bracket, our 90s snacks bracket. That was a lot of fun. Um, mm -hmm. And so check all the, all the brackets out for bracket season. And uh, Jess, what what are you up to these days? I am solely talking about Succession and Yellow Jackets over oh. on Posture Recaps. Check both of those podcasts out. It's a really fun time. Those are two of like my absolute favorite shows. So I'm so excited both of them are back simultaneously. So I could talk about them literally all the time. Uh, so check me out at just at the Jess Sterling on Twitter. You could find us at Shit Nineties Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Shit Nineties Pod. Dot com. Thank you all for listening. Send in your brackets if you filled it out. Let us know what should have won if we're totally, totally wrong and we missed out on something wonderful. Um, and uh, we will talk to you all next time for our next bonus coverage. But until then, we'll be talking Dawson's Creek. So have a good one, everybody. Goodbye. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me.